Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fitz and Chip podcast. I'm Fitz. And I'm Chip. And today we're talking about one of my all-time favorite theme parks. We're talking about Universal Studios Orlando, Florida. Our first podcast of the new year. It is. Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Starting off with a new... Yeah, a new new section. We've covered um, the main Walt Disney World parks, and now we're moving over to Universal Studios Orlando. And we'll be covering the two main parks there to get started and we'll see where we go from there initial thoughts universal studios it's a good park it's a good park i think i have stronger feelings about universal studios than you do so i will say well, one of us has spent almost triple digits of their so lifetime in this park i will say uh i do love disney you all know that but i would say for the past six or so years universal studios has been my wife and i's home park i would say uh, we often stay on universal property we are annual pass holders. We are currently not, but that is getting rectified later this year. And yeah, it's just, it's one of my favorite places in the world. It is. And I, as, much, as much as I love Disney, we always go to Disney also on these trips. Universal just has a, kind of feels like home to me. So we're going to just tackle Universal Studios today. We're not going to tackle uh, Islands of Adventure, which is the other park there. And we'll leave City Walk, um, which is the shopping district attached uh, for another episode as well. We're just going to get into the meat uh, and potatoes of that park itself. So, first thing we should talk about, I think, as we talked about with our Magic Kingdom episode, before you even walk in the park, right? What's the experience walking up to the park? You have to come through City Walk. Well, yeah, this is also very different than Disney by the fact that these two parks are so close to each other. Yes, that's a good point. Literally walking distance between the two. Yes, the two Universal parks are very close. You just walk back and forth between them. And there's also another way to get between them, but we'll get into that in the episode. And... I understand Walt Disney World just has so much property and real estate, and it makes a lot more sense for them to do it that way. Uh, but this is a really cool thing to be able to just go bounce back and forth between both parks. I think it's a, it's a real feather in the cap of Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. And it's great, too, because once you get into that area between that and City Walk, like, you're done. There's no, like, security is long before you touch the theme park. So yes. it is usually quicker to just check into these parks. Yes. Yep. Agreed. That's a good point. The security checkpoint is before you get into either of these parks. There is no actual security at the entrance of these parks. You've already done it by the time you're there. But when you walk up to Universal Studios, you walk through this big main arch, and it's pretty iconic. It's worth mentioning that, you know, it's it's something that is, um, you know, it's not on the same level, but it's akin to a, to a, to a Disney uh, landmark, right? It's Those arches it, well, are... The arch and the Universal Spinning Globe are ah, yes, Right, of course. The spinning globe is directly outside. It's a fountain with this, the, the iconic spinning globe is directly outside of Universal Studios. Easily Orlando. top ten, like most photographed. Yeah, uni- it's theme park. That's true. Icons. That's yeah. That's it's so iconic. It really is. It's up there with with anything. You know, close to anything over at Disney. I mean, Magic Kingdom, Cinderella's Castle is what it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's great. For, it's always always people taking photos there. And it's a great part of the experience. Um. I love seeing that spinning globe and, I don't know, just the fountain rushing. It's just, like I said, I, I can wax poetic all day about Universal Studios. It is does feel like my home park. But I'll try and save most of that. All right, so big main arches. Looks like a, almost like a film studio you're walking into. As soon as you walk into the park, first thing you'll notice is you will hear a park-wide loop, which I like to talk about, all the park-wide loops lately. This plays classic music from famous movies in Universal history. Um, most notably, Back to the Future is that that theme will play. 
um, which is an attraction that is no longer there, but unfortunately, it is still so tied to the history of Universal Studios, and they they know that and they represent it in the park in little ways. Well, yeah, they still have the DeLorean. They still have a DeLorean. Yeah, you can take pictures with all kinds of merchandise, and you know the the, the Markway Loop plays other stuff too. Uh, I know it plays uh, the theme from Beetlejuice. That's a that's another one that's that's very popular, and it's just it's a big one for people. I don't think you hear the Jurassic Park music over here. You know, you hear that in the other park, but yeah, just this is great. It's it's. It just brings these nostalgic feelings up, and it's just a great... It sets the mood for the day you're going to have there. I love it. It's one of those things where I walk and I hear the music, and it's just like, gets me gets me going for the day. So you get to, you're greeted by that, and once you enter the park, you have some options. What is the name of the place you walk up to? It isn't like... I don't want to say it's their version of Main Street, but it is right. something... So it has, to it. it has changed recently. Yeah, because now, yeah, now it's all minions. Yeah. Um, I don't, that exact square right when you walk in. I'm not entirely sure that has. I just thought of that I have not actually experienced it as the minion stuff. Because every time we walked up that was for Horror Nights. I never went in that park during the day. Mm, I have, so I can I can speak to it a little bit. When you walk in, you essentially, you have two paths ahead of you. You can go straight and you can uh, bear right. Um, we'll start our journey going straight. But before you even make that decision, you have some attractions directly in front of you when you enter the park. The main drag, if you go straight, has now become uh, Minions Land, essentially. And there's two Minion attractions as well as other things to do there, Minions-related. So when you walk in directly on your left, you have uh, Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. Uh, this has been there for a while now. It is a simulator ride. Um, it used to be 3D. It is no longer. They've eliminated the 3D element of it. It's now just a 2D attraction. But it is your uh, attraction where, you know, you're in chairs, move, and shake around with what you see on screen as you yourself uh, become a minion and then go through the initiation of joining the ranks. Like a, like a mom minions. ride type. Yes. Yep. Have you done it? As you're describing it, I don't think I've ever done it. Okay. Uh, it, it is one of those, um, it's fun. Like, it's 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 a fun ride. It's it's great for families. You know, it, it's, a, it's a good attraction, especially for kids. Uh, it is fun. It is not like a must-do every day for me kind of attraction. But if you like the Minions, like, it's just, it's got all the charm, all the humor of, of that. And it's, it's it's nice. It's, the pre-show is also great. And, I don't know, it just, it just, it captures that vibe of those movies very well. And it's a fun attraction. Yeah, I'm in a, uh, a like not love category with the minions. Like, sure, Despicable Me was a great movie, but I was like, I, I understand it. The kids love the minions. They do. So, I, I will say, I kind of, I feel like you do, but because I have spent so much time in those parks, they've kind of won me over. I, I love Despicable Me. I think it's great, and I thought the minions were a little overrated, maybe even annoying at times. But that my opinion has changed on that. I kind of dig it now. I, I, I do think they're funny very often, and I. I don't mind this section of the oh, park. They, they are hilarious, and they're usually some of the best parts of the Despicable Me movies yep. with their antics. Yeah, and no, this this attraction just captures it really well. And obviously, it's so popular that this, this attraction was a standalone attraction, and the Minions have proven so popular, they've changed this entire section of the park to now be Minions Land with a brand new attraction uh, directly across the street. Uh, which is called Illuminations VillainCon Minion Blast. This is fairly new at this point. I mean, this has been open less than a year. Um, it's where there was, used to be a Shrek attraction here yeah. most recently. It was an Alfred Hitchcock attraction years and years ago. You have yet to experience this attraction, right? I have yet to experience it. Again, because we went, 
the only time I was in this park was for Horror Nights. For Horror Nights, right. It is, was not one of the attractions open in Horror right, Nights. Right, right. It's a very interesting, different kind of attraction. I've only done it once, and basically, it's not a ride. It is a conveyor belt that you stand on, and you are handed a blaster, and as you are on this conveyor belt, you are trying out for the Villainous Six, I want to say. Yeah, basically the Minions version of like Sinister Six. Yeah, I want to say they're called the Villainous Six. Don't quote me. Um, but you're trying out at VillainCon, and there are screens you go by, and there are all kinds of hijinks happening, and you use your blaster to blast stuff uh, on screen and go for the high score. So it's not dissimilar to other attractions that are like this. It's interesting because you're not in a, sitting in a ride vehicle. You're just standing in one spot. You really can't move around. You just have to stay on your on your circle and you blast. But it's kind of cool because you can link up the app with your phone and you can unlock power-ups the more you play and get different types of ammo oh, and cool. blasters. And there's kind of like a, a repeatability to it. And that I haven't dug into that, but I kind of want to spend like some time one day and just dig into that system and see if I can figure out all the ins and outs. A lot of secrets, you know, Easter eggs that you can you can blast at, and uh, it's cool. It's um, it wasn't I didn't it didn't wow me, but I had a lot of fun doing it, and I definitely think it would be fun with with a big group of friends going on it. I think it, it, I think it'd be really fun for kids. I think they would love it. Does it have a lot of the villains from the movie like talking to you about it? Yeah, well, I get to hear Vector. I believe Vector is the best. One. Vector Vector is definitely the best. He's amazing. Um. I don't know, to be honest with you. I've only done it once, and I and it is. I will say, it is chaos. <laughs> you have a handful, of, a whole group of people blasting at different screens, but there are just effects and uh, Easter eggs to, to to shoot at. There's just stuff going off left and right. It's almost hard to track your own your pattern sometimes, but you, know, you kind of get used to it. It is chaos. So, remembering exact details of it are almost yeah. fuzzy because there's so much going on. Um, but it definitely. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to doing it again. I'm very, very excited to try it again. So directly to the on the right-hand side of um, the Minion Blast attraction, there is a little uh, meet and greet. Um, it is uh, it's out right outside of what is called Illumination Theater, and they have different meet and greets that happen there, and you can meet different Illumination char- characters. The two of them, the two meet and greets that I know about, that I've seen, um, the characters from Sing will come out, and you can also have the chance to meet Rue, Agnes, Margot, and Edith from Despicable Me. And I think the minions even, even come out at times. And I'd be shocked if they right. could. Like, um, the, the minion costumes that they have for the... They're so good, the minion characters there. They're very good for, for what they are. Assemble um, the minions. It's, it's very good. So that's right on the right-hand side. But if you continue down the main drag, um, which used to be, I think, Production Central is what it used to be called, but now it's Minions Land. There's no more Minions attractions, but there are some shops and places to eat. Um, well, Dominion, Dominion Cafe took over. Yes, the um, Cafe, right? Illuminations Minions Cafe has taken over where the uh, Monsters uh, Cafe used to be. Which I have this funny relationship with. I love Universal Monsters because I love Horror Nights and all that. That's kind of a newer thing for me. I didn't know I love that. So my wife has gotten a drink in Monsters Cafe, and that's all we've ever done there. And now I pine for I miss a place that I've never experienced because <laughs> I you now just there for drinks. I, I I would I would have loved to be able to have eaten in there and check it out because the vibe was great. If I watched videos, it looked awesome. But it's something I never did before. But now that it is Minions Cafe, I have eaten there, and I will say as far as quick service goes, it is awesome. Overwhelmingly positive reviews in general. So we had to go check it out ourselves. 
Uh, we had a great meal there for quick service. I remember we got a pimento grilled cheese with a green tomato soup. Obviously. Yeah. I can't get away from soup. It was great. It was very good. We also got the minion tots, which are minion-shaped tater tots. And I don't know how they make them. They are so perfect. It's like mashed potatoes inside of a potato shell. So good. They're a little pricey for what you get. You get like three little minions, and it's like, I, I don't know if it's five and change or something. Yeah. But they are delightful. They're quite good. It's very good. It's very good quick. It's one of those places where when we're looking for something to eat, it's like we think of it right away. Like, oh, we should probably go check out Minions Cafe again. That's that's where we're at with it. There's also a little popsicle slash freeze pop stand called Freeze Ray Pops. They have all different pops themed to different. They have just generic ones, and they have ones themed to Minions characters. I did get the Vector last time, which was an orange creamsicle type popsicle. They're like homemade popsicles, and they are awesome. They are surprisingly good. I didn't expect much because popsicle is a popsicle, but they were very—I remember it was open during Horror Nights. It was very hot, late at night, and I just needed a break, and I got a popsicle (laughs) during Horror Nights, and it was awesome. It was such a nice stop. Really nice addition on a hot day. They do melt quick, but it is a nice treat on a hot Orlando day for sure. You haven't experienced those yet. No, I'm not huge on— a lot of the food of just most theme parks. Sure. I am very basic with a lot of my food choices. And especially in theme parks, I'm like, just give me that terrible $5 cheeseburger. Yeah, I get you. And just, it's getting better. Like, going down with you guys to for food and wine and yeah, I will trying say, stuff at Horror Nights and, like, actually branching out. I, I consider myself a foodie at this point. Um, and it is almost entirely due to my trips to Orlando and trying different food at different food festivals and different options like that. There's two other little options over there, too. There's a, a, uh, a shop slash bakery called Bake My Day. It's kind of, uh, it's, it's great, but it's kind of a, um, I think it's direct from uh, the second movie, I believe. There's a Bake My Day in that movie as well, but I believe it is, um, it's just kind of your, your generic um, theme park, you know, bakery. I haven't gotten anything from there myself. A lot of Minion theme stuff. Um, and there's also Papanana, which is a popcorn stand, and they have interesting flavors of popcorn there. They have plain, and I know they have a banana popcorn, as well as some others. I have not tried those yet, so can't speak to that, but that is an option to you when you are there. Across from that is Whip Ride Rocket, correct? Correct, yep. Yes, across, yeah, so the Minions uh, land kind of takes up one side of the street, and across that street is Rip Ride Rocket, which I know you have done. Is there, before we get to Rip Ride Rocket, is there a name for that, like, plaza with a giant screen? Like, is there some significance as to why that's there? Because all I ever think about is, like, that's Horror Nights 101. I know. Uh, so there's a big, um, it's like a big stage and a big open, um, uh, I say grassy area, but it's it's not. It's like it's your uh, miniature golf grass um, area. They do concerts there and stuff like that. They will actually, you know, during um, Mardi Gras, there will be acts there. I've never seen anything there. I've seen stuff going on, but nothing I was ever attending myself. Gotcha. Um, it's a nice space that they have. It's a big open area. People, during the day, people would just sit there almost like picnic style, and it's nice. Yeah. But we, we as Horror Nights fans, it is a huge Horror Nights queue area. So that's it just that's what it feels like to me because we've spent so much time in that queue. And it's always it's usually in a very – it's for a soundstage house, so it's usually for a big house of the year. Um, but, yeah, Rip Ride Rocket is Rip right Ride behind Rocket it. Rip Ride Rocket is a fun coaster. It is. The whole premise is basically you get to 
choose a song and star in a music video esque roller coaster ride. There, there has been a very recent change. Uh, you used to pick a genre of music and then you pick a song. They have made a change that is not very popular. You pick your genre and that's it. That genre is tied it has one song in it and you're forced to have that song. Unless you unless know, you know the secret menu. There is a secret menu. There's a there's a way to get secret songs, uh, which is ab- especially now that they've limited your choice, is absolutely worth doing. Maybe we'll cover that in a tips and tricks episode though, into the details of how to do that exactly. Yeah, it is a little lengthy, but Yes. Know that you are not married to the decisions that yeah. they try to force on you. I recommend, especially now that you only get to pick one, you only have one, six songs, basically, if you don't know the secret, go figure out the secret. It's not very difficult to do. Really select the song you want when you ride it. The other real gimmick with this ride, if you, if you want to call it that, is that the incline in this ride is 90 degrees straight up. To start the ride. And that is what scares a lot of people off. because It, it, it scared me. Yep, it is very scary looking. It is a straight up, it doesn't launch, it goes slow which might be worse. And it is only it is a waist lap bar style coaster only. There's nothing covered over your shoulders. And a lot of people don't like that. Which also which freaks you out. But then you'll see it because it, it does a loop-de-loop, but it spins around the outside of the loop-de-loop. So you never actually go upside down. It is it is very cool how they designed it. Yeah, it, there's, there's a loop, but it, it twists as you loop. So... At the top of the loop, you are actually on top of the loop, not underneath it going upside down. You never actually go inverted. Kind of wild. Yeah. It's really cool. It's a pretty intense coaster as far as theme park coasters go, uh, especially in, in the Orlando area. I will say it's an older attraction. It's a little rough. I just ha- has to be said, it does rattle a little bit. I feel very secure in there, don't get me wrong, but it does rattle my head around. I don't a mean it bit. in a uh, safe way. It's more. Yeah, it's very safe. It's a problem with any. Any coaster that's an outdoor coaster, mm. in, even indoor ones, just wear sure. and tear on these coasters, the amount of people and yep. ride vehicles on them constantly. It's just a little rough. I still like to ride it, especially, we don't always do it, but... But we haven't rode it together yet, Chip. No, well, we have to rectify that. Yeah. Because we keep going out for Horror Nights after we have a few drinks, we're like, we don't want to get bounced around. I know, coaster. but we got to do it next. It's yeah. fun during Horror Nights, you know? It, it, it fits the vibe. It's rock and roll. It's great. So we got to go on it together. It does go through the old Ghostbusters... Uh, building which is really cool really quickly just goes through a building and that's the, the old ghostbusters firehouse um which is just really cool as a huge ghostbusters fan it's really a great attraction. it's one of those things where if you walk into that park and you haven't been there and you're like what am i doing you're probably doing that coaster as you should you also you see it before you walk in the park it yes. is the giant coaster that's on the left hand side of yep. the park entrance you can't miss it you cannot miss this ride yeah it is I, I it's one of those things i say it's a little rough i complain i don't want to go anywhere i love this attraction no, I it's I iconic. would recommend a refurb also, wouldn't wouldn't hurt maybe. I am at that point of like I used to be that person who didn't want to do roller coasters, didn't want to do rides. I'll try every ride at least once. It may not be for you afterwards, but at least you can say, "Hey, I did that and I didn't like it." Yeah, I kind of we feel like a broken record. I always say you got to do it once. And I, and I say that every attraction because that's just how I feel. I think everything is worth trying once. As you continue, if we're gonna go this direction around the park. Let's see. You come up to the old uh, New York Public Library, which is a big facade of the New York Library, and you enter the New York section of the park. The first attraction that you will see as you you, you bear right and you enter New York, on your left-hand side, you will see the museum, a museum of history, which houses an attraction. Fitz, do you want to talk about what that attraction is? Is this the Race Through New York? Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. I skipped one. 
I forgot about the race through New York starring Jimmy yeah, Fallon. That's what I thought we Backtrack. were. Backtrack. So, directly after Minions Land, on your left-hand side, in the NBC building. Excuse me. There's another attraction. Uh, it features a ride called uh, Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon. This is where Twister used to be, right? Correct. The this Twister, is the old Twister a, a attraction. Character. Yep. This was more of a, like a soundstage test and watched how they did stuff. Yeah, Twister and wasn't... felt like you were in a right, Twister right. type Twister thing. wasn't a ride. It was, uh, it was a show, but you were kind of in the middle of it. It was that. It was very cool. It was cool. It, it was, was very cool. popular. It was a fun experience when we. I did for it. one kind of miss it. I I did like it a lot. But now we've got the race through New York with Jimmy Fallon, and it is a very similar ride vehicle to the Minions attraction, a Despicable Me Minion Mayhem, which we've already covered. Same kind of ride vehicle, chairs move, screen screen ride, not three D. Not my favorite attraction. Not Never my least favorite attraction either. Never done it because not like yeah. It's saving grace for me, is that. Um, when you're waiting, you know, not so you don't so much have a line as you kind of wait in a, a lobby area and they give you a color, I believe, and then when they call your color, you just go into the attraction. That queue area is a tonight show uh, museum, basically. Oh, cool. It's, it's it's all about the history that there's, there's a, a display case for every host. And as just a fan of NBC and kind of that history of television and how important the tonight show is. I I love I love the queue for this. I love being in that museum area and looking at all the stuff from all the hosts. It's really cool. And then unfortunately, the attraction is not my favorite. Again, it, it's fine. And again, you should do it. You should definitely check it out. But the building itself is really cool. There's a gift shop, NBC gift shop. Again, it sounds like broken records, but this also becomes a Horror Nights queue. So I've spent most of my time in that museum area in a, in a Horror Nights queue. Yeah, that's kind of wraps up that section over there. And then you can take a right from there, and that puts you on, on uh, the New York section proper, I believe. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, from there, as you make your way down the street, there's a little park to your right-hand side, a couple little pop-up food booths. And then on your left is the Museum of History, which houses an attraction, which, uh, what, what attraction is that, Fitz? Uh, it would be probably one of the most overhyped attractions okay. ever. Okay. And I say that, all right, we're talking about Revenge of the Mummy. We are talking about Revenge of the Mummy, so show some respect. The problem with this ride, it's not a problem, because I do thoroughly enjoy this ride. It is a great ride. I had a history of the multiple times going to Universal beforehand that every time I went, this ride was down for one reason or another. So everyone's like, oh, dude, you got to do the Mummy. You got to do Mummy. And it got hyped up to be the greatest ride in the world. And it is a great ride but it is not the greatest ride in the world. I'll agree with you that it is not the greatest ride in the world, but you should like it more than you do. I, I, the problem is, like, I really do enjoy it, but it just got way oversold to me. But, it, okay, but that should be, you should be done with that section because now you've just done yeah, it. Yeah, I've done it. just take it for what it is. We have gone on amazing. it every time we've gone down. Of course Multiple we have. times. So it's, it's not, great. I do not dislike this ride. Yeah. I enjoy this ride. We had a giant group of us go on this ride, and it was fun. This ride is, as you might be able to tell, one of my favorite attractions in the park. Uh, one one of, of my favorite attractions, period. One of the best ride queues. Ride queue is unbelievable for this attraction. Up. Ah, so the story of this ride is that they are um, making a sequel to the Mummy franchise on location, I believe, and they're... Things start going bad because the curse of the mummy is real. That's that's the whole package here. It's very tongue in cheek. It's very silly. 
it's not just like a sequel movie. They're, they're making another Mummy movie, and the Mummy shows up and ruins everything. It's aw- it's it's a great idea for for how to handle an attraction like this. It's an indoor coaster, but it's also part dark ride, which is I think this is why I love it so much. Yeah. A, I do love them. I do love the 1999 cinematic. It has all those great elements. It's a great, it's a great dark ride. It's a great indoor coaster. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I cut you off from saying what you were just like under your breath, like Brendan Fraser. Fantastic. Oh, I I was just saying that, you know, I do love the 1999 cinematic masterpiece, the mummy starring Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz. Um, so much. It's one of my favorite movies. You need that bumper sticker. I do need that bumper sticker. Um, me and my wife watch this movie way too much. <laughs> like, there's no reason to watch this movie as much as we do. I've been meaning to. It's fantastic. But yeah, it is, it's part dark ride and part coaster. And that that's that's why I love it. I love a dark ride. Universal is kind of lacking in the dark dark ride department. Just not their style so much. They have some, actually, to be fair. Um, but this starts kind of as a dark ride um, and then turns into a thrilling coaster. It's nothing crazy. There's no loops. There's some drops, some short stops. And just general tomfoolery. I mean, this ride holds a special place because my lady is famously does not like mm-hmm. indoor co- like coasters and or crazy dark rides, and she loves this ride. And that speaks volumes, folks. Even people who don't to be like fair, this, I kind haven't of got thing. to ride this with her. You've rode it with her. This is true. I, had, I watched the kiddo. Yeah, uh, that's because you're you're a, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Uh, I I can't say enough nice things about this ride. I love it. My wife and I. This is like probably our collective favorite thing to do in the park. Honestly, it just makes us so happy. Oftentimes, the times of the year we go, we hit, there's no wait for this ride because we we're in the middle of the day and it's just it's kind of low. And we will loop this ride. I don't often do this. I will go on this ride. We get off. We go. Eh, let's go and we'll go. And I, we'll do this two or three times in a row before we move on because it's great. And, we, we love it. And I'll play the broken record card now. It is open during horror nights and it is so good at Horror Nights because mm. you have that horror-esque feel. I, I agree. And again, like I said, we are obviously Horror Nights junkies. We talked about it a little too much, but... This it, is the it, park it, Horror Nights is in, too, unfortunately. Right, right. That This is the park that Horror Nights takes place in, and this attraction's open during Horror Nights. And although it's not directly related, the Universal Monsters are certainly tied to the event, and being able to go on an attraction about one of the Universal Monsters at Horror Nights just feels like you're. it's part of... It's part of the event. My count, I don't know what it's at for the times I've been on this ride, but I, it is honestly got to be close to triple digits. And I don't live down there. And I've been on this ride, I don't know. If I had the ballpark, I'm in the 60, 70 times I've been on this attraction. It, it might be more. <laughs> I love this attraction. And when you think all the fun is over, at the very end, you get the greatest surprise. Hey, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed yourself. I would have enjoyed this interview a lot more if I had gotten my cup of coffee! Thank you. So, all the diehard fans know and love this part. Get to the end. The day is one, and then a video pops up. You get greeted by your great friend, Brendan Fraser, and the mummy makes one last swing at him, and it is such an iconic thing for universal pass holders and fans alike. It's so iconic that it literally had a change.org petition when they brought this down for the lengthy refurbishment they did to not take this out. There were rumors this was going to go away and people like, you absolutely cannot take this out. No, it is 
It, it's so it's so iconic. I mean, it's, it's such a, it's such an inside baseball thing if you're a real Universal junkie to to know this. But for example, the the subtitles are up are up during this video, and when you hear the mummy whoosh by, it says on the screen "ghostly swoosh." My wife owns a shirt that says "ghostly swoosh." That's all it says. It says nothing about the mummy. It just says "ghostly swoosh," and the number of compliments she gets at the park on that shirt is incredible. So many people recognize that thing, and they go, oh, "I love that shirt. I love the mummy." It's 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 taken on a life of its own. Oh, I I can't. I love this ride. Love you, this you ride. Spend the next like half an hour talking about this ride. I could, but we have to move on. Ride the mummy. No questions asked. You will love it. Okay. Let's see. So from this section, the park kind of splits a little bit here, and you can have, you have some options. But the, there's an attraction to your right hand side right after this, and I would say that'd be a good place to hit next, and that is um, the Transformers 3D based on the Michael Bay films, um, which aren't my favorite films. Um, I really like this attraction, though. I I grew up as an, a kid loving Transformers, so when they started the whole like Michael Michael Bay live action, I was excited, especially considering sure. Optimus Prime has been Optimus Prime for so long. Oh, right. And it, that, that, that it's, is, it's almost the saving grace, you know? How do you feel about the attraction? It's a fun ride. It's... We did it again when we were down last time, and I was like, I forgot how enjoyable this ride is. It is. It's not it's, a bad ride. I forget, and every time we go on it, it's great. And it's not a ride that typically does not have a huge weight. No, not anymore. It's, it's been open for a while. Again, it's open during Horror Nights, and during that, there's usually it's a walk-on. Walk on. So we, we end up going on it, even though it doesn't fit the Horror Nights vibe. It's, we walk by it, well, let's just jump on it. It's great. And then we always have a blast on it. It's so fun. It is a. It's very similar to another attraction that's um, in its the sister park of Islands of Adventure. It's very similar to the Spider-Man attraction, the ride vehicle. I'll take. I think this one's better than Spider-Man. I think there's pros and cons. I I, I wouldn't say you're wrong. I, I know which one I prefer. We'll save that for our sure. Our, um, but I think it's it's very good. <laughs> it's very. Good. It's a little more thrilling for sure. This one moves a lot more. This thing's got some. Got some gas well, in it. Well, it's newer, too, than the Spider-Man one. Right. So it has the ability of doing things the other one couldn't do. Yeah, you basically, uh, you join the Autobots in their fight against the Decepticons and the fight for the AllSpark. And your ride vehicle itself is a Transformer that you are riding along in. And you go on an adventure in the middle of a heated battle between the two factions. Uh, perfect setup. Yeah. I mean, that's just perfect setup. And outside, there's meet and greet sometimes, too. Optimus Prime... Bumblebee and Megatron. Megatron will do meet and greets, and their the costumes are awesome. I sit there and look at them, and, I, and now I know. But I used to try and figure out: is there a guy in there? Like, what is going on? Like, this, this, they're huge, yeah, and they're impressive. Great interactions with the crowd too. Really, really cool meet and greet attached to this. It's uh, it has such a good feel to, like, very nostalgic to me because I've it's, I've been going on it for so long. There's some great uh, content on like. TikTok of, of people meeting Megatron or Optimus and he's having great. conversations yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yep. There's that one famous clip of the kid. You know, the kid is a Decepticon fan. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I like the one with a kid uh, dressed up like Batman and they talk about trying to be able to scan the Batmobile. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. All right. Let's see. From there, I would say if you head back up to the mummy and continue uh, down that path that you started on, on your left-hand side is another attraction. It is the Fast and Furious attraction. 
There's a lot of my list that is a uh, I haven't done at Universal. This is what I'm realizing as we're doing this. I'm realizing how 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 much you well, got to get you on. Yeah, this is on my haven't done list. Why is that? Uh, because according to every person I've ever talked to, it is this ride is neither fast nor furious. Yeah. Oh, it's it's kind of look. I hate to be this. It's kind of fun in an ironic way, which is not a very nice thing to say. I know. It's just not. It's not my favorite. I don't think it's anyone's favorite direction. Although I do have one friend who does love this, and mostly in an ironic way because she does enjoy these movies. She thinks they're fun. Crystal, yeah, um, and she does love going on it. And my two quick stories about this ride is I have been quoted saying, "The only way you should say Fast and Furious in relation to this ride is that if this thing isn't over fast, I'm going to be furious." And uh, the other bit was my friend, a uh, good friend, Crystal, who loves attraction. She knows I do not like it, but I was here on my honeymoon with my wife, and my wife said we should go on it, even though we both kind of feel the same way. And I said, eh, I really don't want to. And my wife said, well, we have to now because we're family, which is a thing Crystal oh, always yeah. jokes around about with us. And I was like, okay, I, you win. You yep. win all day. That argument wins. And we went on it again. And I think it broke down right before and we waited way too long. And we still had a great time. I got to say, there's something you kind of have to do it. <laughs> it, it. It's on the list of things to do now. There are things about it that I don't like and... Some of them, it's very tongue-in-cheek, to its credit, I will say. It does not take itself too seriously. There's a pre-show, and pre-show is awesome. It has a live actor in the pre-show all the time, and those cast members, team members, they're, they're incredible. They play a character uh, named Pat, and Pat kind of guides you through to, to the party bus that you go on for the ride, and Pat is great. They've kind of taken on the understanding that it might not be everyone's favorite, and they lean into it a little bit, and they have fun with it, and the team members really make this attraction great, I will say. They've changed my view of it a little bit, and they've kind of make it a fun experience for sure. Again, like we always say, you got to do it at least once. So Fitz, next time we're down there, we're going on Fast and Furious. What I'm realizing is it's not that I don't spend time in this park. But every time I spend Correct. in this park, it's Horror Nights. So right. if the rides aren't open, I'm not hitting them. Correct. So that's something we have to fix. Because if we spend a few hours in the morning before Horror Nights, hit yeah. these rides you haven't done. That's I'm, I'm dragging you on everything here you haven't done. For sure. It's going to be great. Yeah. Got to go on. You got to go on Fast and Furious. Again, this becomes a Horror Nights queue. So Fitz has been through the queue, but not the actual attraction. Let's see. What else? Let's move along. This brings um, us to... Uh, um, this brings us to... London, if you continue along this way. Um, right before you get to London, I think I have my geography right. I, will, I just want to point out something very classic. Um, on your right-hand side, there's a little pier area. I love to sit in this pier area and, and, and have a drink or some food and just look at the water and just kind of relax for the day for a bit. But there's a bar there, Che Alcatraz. They are famous for a drink in particular. I believe it's not called the shark attack. It's shark something. Um, signature drink there. They have some great beers on draft too, which uh, I recommend. But they also have uh, Bruce the shark, aka Jaws, hanging for a for a photo. Um, it's, it's been there forever. It's a classic Universal photo op. Um, that's over in this area, so it's a must do if you're there. Which is the nod to the fact that where we're about to talk about, yes, uh, took over where the Jaws ride was. Correct. 
the London section as you continue along after this. The first thing you will come to is King's Cross Station, which interesting thing to talk about here. We mentioned earlier uh, you can walk between both parks, um, but you have to go through the front entrance of each park to do that. If you have a park-to-park ticket, now that's a ticket that allows you to go into both Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure on the same day. If you have that ticket, you can enter the King's Cross attraction, and you can actually ride the Hogwarts Express from Universal Studios to Islands of Adventure from one Harry Potter section to the other in, in the other park, which is really cool. Very cool. Um, I mean, we have. To, I know it's this kind of this is kind of both parks shared attraction, but we have to talk about it here. Yeah. We'll probably talk about it on the other one. There it is, is, we'll talk about there the other is one also. A different, you see different things if you, yes. on which direction you go. Taking the train both ways is a different experience. King's Cross Station is great. It has the there's a photo op for the iconic moment of going through platform nine and three quarters. It's a really cool mirror effect. Um, so if you have a partner with you, you definitely want to get a photo of you going through or video rather of you going through to get to the Hogwarts Express. But it is um it is very accurate. It is a you get put in a little booth just like harry and company do on their way to hogwarts and uh the train actually takes you to the other park and a uh, little harry potter events happen uh on your little train ride um you might see some dementors uh some things out the window will the, fly you by hear the, the trolley lady coming up talking about treats yep it's very cool you have to look all there's things happen on both on the left and right of you so you gotta keep your head in the swivel and look around while you're in there it's really cool Great way to get between both parks. It can be some, a bit of a wait sometimes for it this can. ride. It is yep. unfortunate that, but it, the problem is it's not a huge train and it goes back and forth. Yeah, if you're a big Harry Potter fan and you haven't, hundred percent recommend doing it. Yes, if you're a Harry you Potter have fan. to. And if you haven't been here before, my pro tip piece of advice, because as the day goes on, people want to move to the other park and see the other stuff. My pro tip is figure out which Harry Potter section you want to do first because there's one in each of the two parks. And I actually recommend you go in the opposite park and you can jump right on the train first thing in the morning with zero weight. And you can, before you do anything, you can ride the Hogwarts Express right into your Harry Potter section in the other park with zero weight early in the morning because no one is leaving yet to go to the other park. If you have a a park-to-park pass, you could start in this park and actually start your Harry Potter day over at Islands of Adventure at their section. Start your Harry Potter day by taking the Hogwarts Express. Right, just like just like Harry did, right? And then when you're done with that section, then you can hop on and come back over and see the experience the other way. That, Or if it's too busy, just walk. Or, or you can walk, yes. You, of course, you can have, always have the option. But if you're trying to do the train both ways, I actually recommend first thing in the morning, just jump on the train and start in the, in the, other, the opposite park. Um, seems a little convoluted, but you, you will just get on with no weight. I've done it before that way. And it was actually a really nice, a very nice thing to do first thing in the morning. But next to that is the whole new section they added where Jaws used to be, mm-hmm. Diagon Alley. Why don't you talk about Diagon Alley, Mike? Diagon Alley is amazing. It's such a nice area. It really it's is. hidden away to the spot. Right outside of it in the London section, there is an Easter egg where if you watch long enough, you will see Creature appear in a window. Correct. It's right near the night bus, which is also out there. Yep. There is a night bus photo op and they sits there and... You hear Ernie talking. Yep, the the, um, the uh, attendant, I guess, of the, of the night bus is there. It's the different different uh, team members will play the uh, different attendants who who interact with you. It's a great photo op. It's just a great character interaction. It's really good. We've done it multiple times. I'm not a character guy, but this is the thing that my wife and I love to stop and talk to him because it feels I don't know. It doesn't 
It just feels like Harry Potter. We're big Harry Potter fans. And you get to there is uh restaurant, the leaky cauldron in there that you can sit and eat in. Yeah, so so when you when you're when you're done with, you know, taking a look trying to find creature and, and with a night bus, you go into actual Diagon Alley, um, through the brick wall. Um, it's very cool. And yeah, on your left hand side is the leaky cauldron, which is a uh the Harry leaky Potter cauldron, restaurant that's over in here. London. Correct. It's great. I it, it's traditional English fare. Maybe some Scottish influence also, if I remember. One park's a little more English-influenced, and one restaurant's a little more Scottish-influenced, I believe. I recommend the fish and chips. It, it, I actually, the batter is so good, I, I think it's one of the best fish and chips I've ever had, which probably sounds crazy, but I get it every time I go, and every time I'm not disappointed. I love it. But they have, the food there generally is, is actually very good. Yeah, I'm just like ironically just pull out the stuff for it, and I'm looking at the breakfast menu, and I'm like, why have I not eaten breakfast yet before? Oh, I love doing breakfast at, at, at either either of them. I think that they're, they're both very similar. So there's a Harry Potter restaurant, uh, the Three Broomsticks is in the other park, and they are very similar. I recommend either of these for breakfast or lunch or dinner. Ideally, when I want a really Harry Potter heavy day, I do breakfast at one, lunch at the other. Um, this park only has one Harry Potter attraction, unless you count the. Hogwarts Express going back and forth between the two. Yep. But it is really cool. Very cool. Escape of Gringotts. Mm-hmm. Outside of it, has you see Gringotts Bank, and on top of it is a dragon statue that, weather permitting, because if it's too windy sure. or rainy, this does not happen, it will just randomly breathe fire. And it is an amazing photo it's op. very impressive. I believe it's in a 15-minute uh, loop. Not positive, but it's, it's very it's very short. It, it you, it's very easy to, to catch. It's awesome. It is it's huge, and the fireball this thing produces is impressive. It, it it breathes fire, and it is you feel the heat. It often scares people who aren't expecting it, and I kind of love that moment. You and see a bunch of people kind of. This is turn. another one of just fantastic design. Walking into Gringotts and seeing all the goblins on your left and right, Ugh. all the animatronics. You, f- say, you feel like it you're is in Gringotts. Stunning inside Gringotts Bank. Stunning. It's one of the most beautiful buildings I've ever been in a theme park. It's incredible. And then, of course, from the Gringotts lobby, you make your way down to the vaults and you take the carts. I will um, say, in general, I feel like the Harry Potter sections in both parks are so well designed in their cues and attention to detail. They are. I, I think it's fair to say I am a little biased. But I believe, personally, the Harry Potter sections of the theme park, as far as this new kind of themed land thing that, that parks are doing, I think it's the best execution of it across all the theme parks I've ever been to. I don't, think, don't, know, I don't think I would fight you on that from what we've experienced so far. Yeah, and again, it's not a, thing, uh, not a hill I would, I would die on or anything. It's, I think everyone's entitled There's to their opinion. There's one that I would say is up there, but you haven't experienced it yet. So I, it's in Disneyland. Oh, yeah. So I, 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 I not, can't speak to yeah. it. So I think there's some close runners up for yeah. sure over at the Disney parks. Don't get me wrong. Nothing against them. I am biased. I'm a Harry Potter junkie. But Well, this area in particular is very special to you. So Oh, yeah. I guess I should talk about this a you little don't bit. You have to. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, this area of the park is where I uh, proposed to my wife. And she said yes. Uh, thank goodness. Well, you, well, if she didn't, you wouldn't be saying my wife. I guess that's true. Yeah, so this part, it, this is very special to me. Absolutely. Um, it, but the thing is, it always was. And yeah. that, that is why, you know, 
I love the other section. I actually think I prefer the other section. I don't. It's not as immersive. It's, it's more nostalgia. It, yeah. it was there first, and I and I and I used to go there when I was younger. So, uh, but this section to my wife is like this is her, this is her place. So yeah, I I didn't do it right in front of Gringotts or anything. I found a quiet little nook kind of in the side and and proposed to her, and, and yeah, it was great. It was perfect. Which, which is better because it's your more your spot. Now, now we can, it's like we, we accessible. We always like oh, there's our spot. We can go stand right there and, and have our. Whatever you're there, which we haven't even talked about, but oh yeah, if there's oh a thing God. you need to do, you need to ride Gringotts and you need to have a butterbeer, which is available in three different ways. Three it's forms of yep. Please take it away. Your regular cream soda with the froth on top. It's butterbeer. It's butterbeer, but it for liquid form purposes, it is just a regular. It soda is very similar to a cream soda. Yes, they have a frozen version, which as well a lot of people swear is the best. Uh, I'm not that person. I am I, not that person either. But I've but also never tried the hot one. The hot butter beer is very different than the other two. The other two are like carbonated type beverages. Even the frozen one, you know, is is like kind of still cream soda based. It seems like the hot one is more like a white hot chocolate with butterscotch flavor. It's delicious, actually. Which I I do want to try. I just Orlando. We, yeah, it's Orlando. We are, I want a nice warm drink on a cool night, and yep. unfortunately. As New England people, that's right. how we are. That's how we like it. Orlando people like just don't like anything below seventy degrees. Right. They literally heat miser territory. Yeah, um, I will say. So the the hot butter beer, I've been fortunate to try on nice, on appropriate days for it. I will say the first sip, I remember thinking it was way too sweet for me, and I just kept drinking it because you know I wanted to continue. And by the end of it, I was like, oh no, I love this. I, I just I really really enjoy the hot butter beer as well. My butterbeer rankings, personally, don't come for me. Cold butterbeer, hot butterbeer, frozen butterbeer. I know it's blasphemy to many people. Many people love the frozen. doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I'm putting the regular cold one as my number one. Oh, it's so good. And I will have multiple of those on a trip. Oh, yeah. To which you, you, you think do, I was yeah. yeah. You're like... I like one trip, do you know, taste I'm good. Because it? it's just like, oh, I, I, I drink it like it's a beer. You should see this man drink a butterbeer. Holy smokes, this man loves his butterbeer. Yeah. It's great. I, I I love that kind of fanatical... I I love how much you love butterbeer. Like, it's That's just... So it just makes me happy. Like, God, oh, this, is, this is the point of these theme parks, to make people feel like this. I want to say butterbeer is a little pricey. There's a little bit of a pro tip I'll throw in right here. If you choose to get breakfast at either of the Harry Potter restaurants, unless things have changed, you get a beverage... Included with your breakfast as part of the price of your breakfast platter, and you can get butterbeer. And it is actually very good value to try your butterbeer that way. You can get any form of it, and you can get it with your breakfast. Even bigger pro tip, if you just want a little bite to eat in the morning, you can get the kids' portion of the meals. They're still fairly substantial, and you get a slightly smaller version of the beverage with it. As far as theme park value goes, this is the way to go. Just go there, get a little kid's portion, have a little snack first thing in the morning. You don't want to have a huge meal right before you go and rip, ride, rocket anyway. So, a little pro tip Or Gringotts. There. Or Gringotts, which we haven't really talked yeah, we, about. Yeah, we just... We get Gringotts so is another classic dark ride coaster. Um, it, this is one that gives you 3D glasses because it does have screens yep. and effects on it. But it's a good ride. It is it's, very good. It's, it's actually very similar to The Mummy. Yeah. Um, I almost forget that it's like the same ride vehicle, pretty much. It's an indoor... It, it is a coaster. It never feels like a coaster to me. No. It, 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 
don't think of it as a quite often it, it does stop it. and it has you interact with yes not interact like you're doing physical things but like you have a screen and there's a show type s right. going on the the whole ride vehicle will swivel to point you to a screen so you can kind of see you know the elements of the story play out there is a little drop at the beginning that's fairly thrilling but it's very quick and if you make it through that yeah smooth sailing you're good that that's the most thrilling part that's a cool story it does it's have a basically cool story set yes in harry in the harry potter universe be, in book seven Yes, that's an interesting... This is a very interesting point. The two parts... The two theme parks... Excuse me. The two Harry po- Wizarding World of Harry Potter sections are kind of set in very specific time periods in the books slash movies. And they're different from each other, which is kind of interesting. But don't think about it too much. Just go have fun. Yeah. Okay, this is set during the the, 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 climat- the final... Harry's seeking the Horcruxes. And this is almost an aside... Um, when he's in the vaults of Gringotts, this is almost a little side thing that we don't really get to see. It's almost like an alternate way that it plays out. Yeah. It's very cool. Some classic characters make appearances. Yeah, I don't want to don't give too much away. Yeah, it's like, there wanna... is a part that if you have not read the books, you may be a little confused as to what's going on. Yep. Or wow. seen the movies. But you're still going to have fun. Yeah. There's also, it's, it's a good ride. Before you, one last thing, before you even get on the attraction, you do take the elevators, the lifts down, and it's kind of a cool little interactive element too. Um, not interactive, but um, more of just waiting. And it's more of a. It's cool. I'm I'm all for things like this where your waiting periods are in things that don't make you feel like you're just waiting for a ride. Thank yeah, you nailed it. That's there's a part where you take when you take the lifts down, the doors close, and and you, you feel like you're on a lift through through a little bit of uh, movie magic going down. But what's actually happening is the people in front of you are clearing out to load on the ride vehicle. But instead of just waiting in line and trudging along with them, you're in this cool interactive element and, and kind of watching what's going on. It's very, very well designed. It's really cool. It's an seems to be a newer thing to do with a lot of parks of yeah. both Disney and Universal with having you feel like you're there, you're doing something versus just standing waiting for the ride. It's really great. And there's shops, of course, Wizarding World of Harry Potter has a ton of shops, some other little places to snack. Uh, we could talk all day about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, yeah, but we don't have all day, so we'll continue on. Leaving Diagon Alley, continuing, I would say there's a couple little options here where you're going to head, but I would say you are most likely to, if you go the long way around, let's do that because you'll skip this attraction otherwise, you find yourself at the World's Fair and the Men in Black attraction. So that theater that you walk past on the way to Men in Black is not used for anything except Horror Nights at this point? Good point. That is because I'm on the Universal yes. app right now, and it does not show anything being used there. Because didn't that used to be Fear Factor? It did. It was Fear Factor, to my knowledge. I'm pretty sure it was Fear Factor Live, which not a thing I've ever experienced. I almost did it. Wow. I went down there with uh, some people, and one per- person in my party did it. They asked me to participate, and when it was, I signed up and did all of it. But they're like, the one that you'd be doing is a height one. And I'm like, I don't like drop some heights. So like, you have to hold on to stuff on this. I'm like, nope, like absolutely, because I don't. I know I don't have a body strength, and I don't like heights. So this is just. Uh, I was like, this is absolutely. I will be one of the first people eliminated. I don't want to do this. Like, I got to the point of like they had my ID and like filling out waiver forms wow. for it and everything. I know people who have done it, who yeah. have done that one actually. But that's wild. One of the people know. I was with had to eat like the shake with bugs and stuff in it. No way. Nope. No way. There would not. Have, I would not have done it. That's why I didn't do it. Fear is clearly a factor. Yeah. This but, is this is now a... But by doing it, they gave us like... 
we got to walk on Men in Black when it. That's very funny because I would say now you can walk Men in Black by doing nothing yeah. but walking on Men in Black. Yeah, it's an older attraction. Obviously, it's an older franchise. Yeah, this franchise. was years ago, so right. it was that point where it was a right very high weight ride, and they literally walked us to the front of the ride, and we just walked right on the ride. That's a very cool experience, though, for just signing up for it. The Men in Black attraction is a uh, like an it's on a track. It's a and it's a vehicle with uh, six seats, and you have a blaster. And you start your MIB training, and then it all goes poorly, and actual aliens attack. And you have to defend yourself with the blasters. I really like this attraction. It's very fun. It's very fun to compete. You also get to track your score, so it's very fun yeah, to compete we down, with your friends. Uh, in the last car. time I got to do Antonio and Owen, and that was a fun time of the three of us just oh, that's blasting cool. aliens. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, there's all kinds of tips and tricks you can look up to get a high score. I'm still rubbish at this game yeah i've I, always wanted to dedicate the time to get good at it but i haven't yet i know there's other like buzz light years the same thing with this like same crazy things you can do to rack up the high score i'm like i yeah. want to naturally just beat people at this without like finding those spots right yeah because m- the vast majority of people do not know about this it's and i don't want to be that person right? yeah who's like i know the hidden konami code right and i think where it gets fun though is you have other people who have the mindset and they also want to go for the high score. That's when I think yeah. this can get very fun. It hasn't happened for me yet, though. It is... I do really like it. I mean, we we grew up in a time... Men in Black was, I mean, pretty big movie yeah. for us growing up. And I'm glad the attraction's still there, honestly. Uh, it's very nostalgic. It's awesome. Pre-show is excellent as you're going through. And, yeah, it's just really, really cool. So when you loop around after that, then, that brings us over to Springfield. Yes, USA, which it's so cool that it's there. It is so well done. It is. It's really well done. You have all arcade, like old school um, carnival games. Old school carnival games. Yes, that that's that's uh, basically uh, part of part of the theme of this land is uh, it's at Krusty Land. Yeah, part of it, which is where the attraction is in inside Krusty Land here. So that's why there's carnival games and things like that. We'll talk about the attraction in a second because we'll go through the land first. Sure. Do the the positives of this area first. Sure. Uh, it has Moe's Tavern. You get to go sit and have a duff at Moe's. Duff Gardens is there, which is a great place to hang out at oh. a certain event in o- September and October that we may or may not have <laughs> talked about a yep. few times during this podcast. We spend, I think collectively, you and I might spend more time at Duff Gardens together than we do anywhere else at Universal Studios. Yeah. Um, Bowling Man's Tacos are there, and they are fantastic. It's very good. It's yeah. a very good quick service fast food truck. Yeah, there's also attached to most tavern is there's a little kind of eater, uh, like a little eatery. It's multiple eateries all together, almost like food court style. That's yeah. what I want to say. And it's all pretty good. I, yeah. I haven't had everything, but I've had a bunch of I things. I haven't had anything there I haven't liked. Now this is where you you want to go when you want your 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 burgers, your your hot dogs. The heat lamp dog, they call it over there, because um, it's Simpson, so it's very tongue in cheek. Chicken tenders, it's 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 really good for your picky eaters. It's 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 a lot of options. I this was a, la- a discovery for me last year. I don't know why. I just feel like the tater tots there were incredible, and they they're kind of just average tater tots. But for some reason, they just they just hit just right. Yeah, it's crusty burger. It's Luigi's pizza. It's Lisa's tea house of horrors. Cletus, uh, chicken shack. Yep. Yeah, it's it's um. Gotta grab a snack there at least. I would say. Godland Donuts. You can get a giant donut. You can also get a uh, Flaming Mo, which is a non-alcoholic beverage in a cool souvenir glass. I've yet to have one, but 
I got to get one. It's like when we we start going down there for more uh, podcast. Duff Dry is one of the oh yeah one of my uh, staples of having at Universal. Yeah, uh, Duff beer is brewed uh, specifically for this park. Um, it comes in three or oh, four I, variations. I think it's Duff, Duff so, Light, so, Duff yeah, Dry. Yep, and, and then, then Duff Toberfest, which and, is seasonal. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, Duff and Duff Light are on draft there. Duff Dry is bottled only, and Dufftoberfest, when it's available, will also be on draft. I've tried all of them. They're all good beers. Yeah. They Duff tastes kind of like you think it would. It's kind of a traditional American lager, which I actually really like. Can't really recommend. Yeah, I can't. It, it's so good. Duff Gardens is also a, and I believe most tavern also are both actually full bars. So if you want a hand poured cocktail, um, which can be hard to come by in the theme park, you can get those there also. Let's talk about the ride, Chip. Well, there's two to be fair. Let's talk about the lesser talked about one. Oh yeah, first. I forget. There's uh, there's the Kang and Kodos the uh, coaster. The, no, the spinning. Uh, we never know the name of these. I'm gonna pull um, them. The, the, the spinning app. arm attraction. Kang and Kodos. Kang and Kodos twirl and hurl. Twirl and hurl. I knew there was a hurl in there. Which is the old, the carnival esque. Yes. You're sitting, flying, Dumbo, but the, uh, magic carpets, but they're spaceships. The, the centerpiece is Kang or Kodos, and you're spinning on his arms, I believe, yeah. right? It's actually really cool looking it, as far as these go. It's very cool looking. It's very, it makes, it fits the vibe so well. You are in an old car, a Simpsons themed carnival, kind of. Um, but there is another attraction there. That wait time is actually longer than the Simpsons ride currently. <laughs> that is wild. It uh, is the time of year where a lot of families are going right now. So that attraction is geared more for children. So that makes sense. The other ride is the Simpsons ride, which did replace the Back to the Future ride. This is a tough one for me. I don't really like the Simpsons ride. No, it just doesn't fit. Like, I, I don't... The Back to the Future ride, would this replaced, which literally was just a reskin. It was not really right. anything else done. You were sitting in a bunch of cars, which, for the Back to the Future ride, you were sitting in the DeLorean. Yeah. Uh, Simpsons one, you are sitting like you are going on a track, a roller coaster in Krusty Land. Correct. And Sideshow Bob is trying to kill the Simpsons, and you are in the car with them. Now, Sideshow Bob is my second favorite Simpsons character. I love him. And the fact that he's kind of the star of this ride, besides the Simpsons family, and I still don't like it, says a little something, too. It just... It is the old school ride where you're sitting in front of a giant screen and it's motion up and down, move into feeling. But it just yep. it's, it doesn't. There's some interesting choices that they've made, and I yeah. just don't think it works super well. If you're a Simpsons fan, like you have to do, you it. have to do it at least once. And this is another ride that is we have not done together because it is not open during that time. Correct. That we go. Yep. In September at, at night, yeah, during the event, during the Horror Nights event, it's open during the day. We we should take a drink every time you hear us talk about Horror Nights I know. on this podcast. Well, maybe not for your own safety. But it's, I don't think it's like an awful attraction. It's not or bad. It's and, just, and it's not fair to do this, but it did replace one of the most, this could be rose-colored glasses, yeah, right? Yeah, because we, we, I have done Back to the Future, and too, I assume you I have young, too. Yes. And that is the issue, is that we knew what this used to be, and we are that group of people, old men yelling at Cloud, now, yeah. which is the perfect meme for this right for this, now. Yeah, no, I am, I am, I am Harry Potter, book seven, how dare you stand where he stood when it comes yeah. to this. That's how I feel. Back to the Future was just so iconic. It's still so iconic to Universal Studios, and it's not even there anymore. Yeah, and it's still because right around the corner past this is a DeLorean, and just... and the train. Yeah, that Doc Brown soups up in the third movie. 
are both there, and you can take photos with them. I believe the DeLorean is a screen-used DeLorean. I believe it's an yeah, actual... I believe so, too. There's a photo op there. Yeah, so that, that, that that's directly after Simpsons Springfield. So that's, that, that's what you'll come to next is this little attraction. Uh, I'm sorry, this little photo op of Back to the Future stuff. To your left, I guess that wraps up Simpsons, really. Oh, one little uh, Easter egg I just want to throw out because I always think this is great. In the gift shop, which is a quickie mart, uh, is that's how they theme the gift shop, um, there's a bunch of keychains you can get with your name on them, and uh, that includes a Bort keychain, uh, which is a we reference are, to an we episode. Are, we are out of Bort license plates. I repeat, <laughs> we need more Bort license plates in the gift shop. It's great. They actually have the Bort, which is just such, so good that they, they, they... I bet they sell more Bort than anything yeah. else, honestly. It's kind of the one to get. I don't want my name. I want Bort. I'm buying one next time. I've just decided I I need a Bort keychain. It's such a well-themed land. It, it really is. It is. Like, it is. If you are a fan of Simpsons at all, you need to go just experience and walk through this. Yeah. We brought down some people for the last trip we went on. They were like, this is insane how cool this looks. Yeah. You know, I take pictures of Duffman outside of Guff Gardens and I send it to my buddy Jordan every time I go down. And he's like, one, that's amazing. Thank you. Two, you go down to Universal a lot. And I was no, like, not you, enough. Yeah. Not, I'm like, if you knew some of the people I knew. <laughs> There's, it's funny. I have a, I have a picture. I know where it is, so we will be posting this in socials. Um, I have a picture of me sitting on a bench, sharing a, a slurpy, slushy, squishy. I have a picture of me sharing a squishy with Millhouse. It's one of my favorite pictures I've taken at the theme park. I don't know why. Just I look at it and like just makes me so happy. Uh, we'll be posting that. There's some great statues of different characters around the park. They also do meet and greets here too. Simpsons meet and greets. Yep. I know the Simpson family, and um, some other other characters as well. I want to say Krusty or, or no, Sideshow Bob, I want to say. But yeah, there's some character meet and greets also. But continuing along, on your left-hand side, there is the Animal Actors attraction. It's a stage show. I've never seen this show. I've, I've never either. And I hear really good. I've seen videos. I've seen, I've, I hear really good things. It is a um, it is a show with featuring animals doing um, tricks and very impressive, you know, very well-trained animals. Yeah, and that's just it's just one of those shows where a trainer comes out with an animal, and they show you all, all kind of cool stuff these really smart animals can do. Uh, I know there's some, I think there's some birds, some dogs involved. I don't know entirely. Like I said, I haven't done it. I don't know if it's long for this world, this, this attraction. I'm not sure if it's going anywhere. Well, I feel both Universal Parks will probably be in for some serious consideration of re-themes once the third land is open. Because once you have the ability to siphon off people like they're going to, you can give some attention to... That's true. And, and it's not that they haven't been putting works into no, these they parks. No, they Universal trumps Disney in the redoing of things lately. As someone who is way more Disney than Universal, you can't look at the two parks and be like, wow. Yeah, it, it almost feels like uh, Universal... Universal has always kind of played second fiddle to Disney World in Orlando. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. Started to shift a little. in um, Not shift, but they started to get more traction with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And... They refuse to rest on their laurels, and they're continuing to make improvements very aggressively. Yeah, they are building a whole then. third park in the time it basically took Disney to make Tron. Yeah, and yeah. which was already a copy of another right park's ride. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Universal is currently very deep in construction of a third gate, which will be a little further. This will not be in walking distance; it'll be a little further away. But it was called Epic Universe, and. We'll cover that in, in a future episode, what's going on there. But yeah, it, it's a full-fledged third park. 
very big news for, for Orlando as a whole. This is huge. Yeah. Because I don't think any no one does this anymore. No one just goes here's a whole new park. Everyone's no. just adding on to it. This right. stuff. This is the amount of energy, time, money, infrastructure that needs to be done to build a entire new park yep. is insane. And it's it's a little bit. It's not far away. It, it's it's probably it looks like it's like a five minute car ride. Uh, the buses will take you back and forth. But yeah, it's just it's gonna be wild. I can't wait to cover that when that. Oh oh my goodness, that's gonna be amazing to cover a new park down there. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, Let's that's see, it. This... There's no more rides in this park. Oh, nope. Nope, you forgot. I... Uh, oh, no, I forgot nothing. You forgot one of the most beloved and iconic rides to Universal Studios, which is over in this section. <sighs> you forgot E.T. Adventure. Why did you, for... why, why did you forget E.T. Adventure? Because it's, it's dated. Okay, that's fair, but it's, it's so is so is Splash Mountain. Okay, I guess Splash they, Mountain I doesn't guess, exist anymore, Chip. Well, 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 I, guess they, <laughs> I guess they closed that because it was dated. All right. Uh, it is fantastic. E.T. is great, and there's nothing wrong with it. It needs no love. It is, it is perfect. Oh, no, unfortunately, the little one did enjoy this ride, so it means I'll have to go back on it again. E.T. is the last attraction still standing from opening day of June 7th, 1990 at Universal Studios. Um, it is the only opening day attraction Still and left. for that reason, like yes, it is you. This is an absolute must do if you care at all about anything like getting to experience stuff that's been there since day one. Yeah, we we did, we, you know, we talked about talking about everything that used to be there, and we've, that's probably another episode. Honestly, yeah. like days of yesteryear, we should do. But this attraction was their opening day, and it is a tr- classic dark ride. It's tough because. Young kids don't even know about ET anymore, yeah. unless unless that's something unless their parents wanted to introduce but I mean, them luckily, to. Luckily, half of the ride is basically telling the story of the ET movie. Yes, it is. Um, it's a classic dark ride. You actually ride the bicycles. I remember. Don't worry, you don't actually have to know how to ride the bike or pedal it because when I remember, I went when I was very young, and I was very. I warned my parents, I don't know how to ride a bike yet, and I'm gonna fall out of the sky. And that's on you, okay? Because they forced me to go on it. And when that happens, that's going to be on you. I thought if I couldn't ride a bike, I would actually fall out of the sky. Not the case. I do remember back in the day, because it doesn't work so well now. Again, this ride has been there since 1990. So you used to tell them your name. You still kind of do, but it doesn't work. And E.T. would say your name at the end of the attraction. This attraction is, um, it's kind of, um, so dark rides, you know, they kind of, can take different approaches. The first half of this dark ride, you're kind of experiencing the detail, um, some of the parts of the movie, and then the second half, you, the point of the ride is you have to help ET go to his home planet, the green planet, and Steven Spielberg will tell you that ET needs your help, and he comes out and uh, you escort ET back to the green planet because only ET's healing touch can save the green planet. That's the attraction. So halfway. Half of the ride, you're basically experiencing the events of E.T. the movie on the bikes, and then you go to the Green Planet, and it is a tale of two sections, man, because the first part is very familiar, and you're in the forest riding the bikes, and then you start flying across the moon. It's a a great moment. Even if you don't love this attraction, the moment you fly over the city and you see the bikes going across the moon, it is perfect dark ride storytelling. However, the second part of this attraction, right after that, you go through a wormhole-esque to the green planet through space and then you see all of E.T.'s friends on the green planet. I swear, I do not remember that ever happening. 
I must have blacked out of this part of my memory. Oh, it's a nightmare child. I remember the first part, and I thought the ride ended once you did the over the city. There's just some interesting. So ET, we we learn on the Green Planet, not all of the people on the Green Planet or the creatures look like ET. His friends look like different aliens and creatures, and some of them are just very interesting choices how they look. Yeah. I think her name is Magda or Magdal. She's like, terrifying. No memory of this whatsoever from this. And I was like... We'll have to find... See if we can find a photo that we can throw up of this character. She's terrifying. She scares me. I make the joke every single time she says her line. I do the dumb dad joke where I act terrified and jump back and my wife looks and rolls her eyes every single time but she's scary to me and it's just interesting and then at the end you do see et and he's supposed to say your name um because you told a, a nice team member earlier on they don't always do it and even when they do it, it doesn't always work out yeah all that being said i love this attraction this is very often so like i said this feels like my home park very often when i i land i go into the gates of universal studios and me my wife and i beeline it to et it's our first attraction. And you want to find people going on it? Often. But um, there's and specifically, Which, this is kind of a, a pass holder like little um, thing. It's kind of a inside baseball again. But um, there's a part where when you get to the green planet, one of E.T.'s friends says, welcome home, you've arrived. And it's kind of this thing where it's a lot of people's first attraction when they come back, when they love this place, because they like to be welcomed home to Universal Studios. It's kind of become a thing. It's really cool, actually. Oh, that's sweet. It's really, really cool. So... My wife and I love to do this because we, we love to hear that. To be fair, I may be a little ragging on this ride. I don't want this ride to go away. Interesting. Like, I am very much of... They have gotten rid of some historic rides. Yeah. Some for the better, some for not. Yep. But I feel like this is one that's just going to be like, we can't get rid of this ride. Oh, I, and I agree with you. I think that's a good point. I do love the idea that... They're at that point now where they've been around long enough where they need to start keeping some of these historical rides there for historical sake. Yeah, I mean, like we said, this thing opened in 1990, and, like, some of that history should be preserved in these parks once in a while. Not always. I get the parks need to change, but I'm with you. This shouldn't go anywhere. I mean, yeah, it's over 30 years ago that this ride is going. Now, the the old wives' tale about this is that, and who, I don't know if there's any truth to this, is that Steven Spielberg has said to Universal... This ride cannot go anywhere or I will no longer work with you as a film studio. That's what people say. I don't know if there's any truth to it, but that is what I hear the reason that this ride still exists. I, I'm, take take that as you I will. I don't know what they could do to get more people to go experience this ride. I mean, I have been in busier times and I've waited in line. For, it's not like no one's well, ever on that because this. you waited because a ton of people want to do it or because the ride cannot handle high capacity of people? Um. I guess maybe it's a little bit of both. I think it's a fairly... Because in 30 years, they have revolutionized how to get riders... Sure. Low times, yeah. Low times. Um, I don't think this we'll one's particularly we, specifically slow. Specifically with the other park. Yeah. I don't think this one's particularly slow of, of a loading time. I, th I think it's just more... I think people want to go on ET still. I do. Which is good. Like, I, I don't want this ride to go away. I'm glad that you... And it seems like Universal is getting better lately about being like, there are some things that we have that we just can't mess with. Yeah. There used to be a section over right next to E.T. It was a, a kid's zone. There was a Woody Woodpecker coaster. That's all gone now. It is a currently under construction for a DreamWorks land. We don't, I'm very excited about that. We don't know much about it. It looks like they're building Shrek's Swamp Hut. 
looks to be in construction over there, and a coaster based on the Trolls attraction is the rumor. I, um, I have something to grab just for... You can keep talking. This is amazing. Where did you get this? Uh, I got that the same day. I got the <laughs> pin for you and your wife. It was uh, in the case, and I was like, I have to get this pin. Fitz just handed me a pin of Shrek's grumpy face, and it says, not in my swamp on it. It's amazing. Yeah, Shrek is like... So it's iconic! So great. Oh, it's, it's it is so good. If you go DreamWorks back, is just has done some great stuff, and yeah. the fact that they're going to get an area and when we'll talk about the new park, a whole giant section of stuff makes me very happy. Sure, and this looks like it's this is going to replace the kids area to continue to be a kids zone, which is fine. Yeah, the theme park should have a place for kids. You know, I, I I'm Having all for it. Sh- uh, Shrek Swamp, and hopefully, bringing back the donkey meet and greet. Oh, he's great. Was okay. yep. If you want to laugh, just Google any of Donkey's interactions with people they, they put up from Who, Universal. Whoever the team member is that is uh, friends with Donkey um, is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, absolutely amazing. Very funny. Very quick. Yeah, I, I think it looks like uh, there might be some Kung Fu Panda stuff going over yeah. there as well. The roller coaster, the rumor I'm hearing is that it's going to be called the Troller Coaster and it's themed after Trolls. Not a bad franchise either. Those I haven't seen that. I don't know. I, I, I can't speak to it. I don't know anything about like, it. There's an eight-year-old girl in my life, so of course. I've seen them. <laughs> yep. That kind of wraps it up for this section of the park. If you continue around, you go through um, Central Park. So just a nice little pathway, little wooden area. Again, it's iconic to Halloween Horror Nights as a scare zone. Which is a nice shady area when you're walking uh, you're through. Walking by a uh, also iconic place, Mel's Diner. Oh, yeah. So right after this you little area. You Mel's Diner. Well, I wasn't quite there yet. Well, We're still going through. Oh, I'm thinking a different direction. Never mind. Yeah, I this, think this is this is your, your bear. If you if you hug ET on your right and uh, gotcha, sorry, on your gotcha. left and you bear left up gotcha. and around, yeah, you come up to. You, I was you thinking you go through direction. the Central Park, and then um, you kind of come to this big open square. It's kind of a you have a lot of options of which direction to go from there. Um, but directly across from you, you will see Mel's Drive-In, iconic location, themed like an old '50s diner. And Which it's I, a, I love. I love that aesthetic. Oh, me too. It, it just, there's all kinds of old cars parked out front. It, this is your classic quick, uh, quick service burger joint. Shakes, burgers, fries. I don't often eat there because there are places at this park I really do like to eat. Um, and that's not my jam. But I kind of feel like I owe it to Mel's to go in there next trip and just grab, even just well, grab trip, fries I, and a shake. Last trip you went, it was under It was under, under construction so last time, yeah. But it's it's really cool. Like I, I don't want that to ever go anywhere. It's so iconic. To it's it's very iconic. Well, I think they just refurbished it, so you got it. You good for a while. Yeah. Now. There's also kind of close to it, right when you exit the Central Park area on your right hand side. There's a new, a kind of a new. It's only been open for a few years. A little crepe stand, Central Park uh, crepes. Another quick service location. They usually, I think they have three or f- three different options of different crepes. Two savory, one sweet. Usually, really good quick service option. Excellent, honestly. I remember the first time we went, they're very big. They're filling. I ate an entire crepe, and then I went and got the dessert crepe immediately after, and my wife was stunned that I housed two of these because they're full meals, and I don't know. I just I housed two of them no problem and then jumped on a roller coaster right after. Highly recommend Central Park crepes. The only other thing I can think of in this area of no attraction show-wise is the Bourne Show. Yeah, so as you continue... Up this direction, you're now making your loop all the way back around to the front, kind of the front area of the park. There is uh, the Hollywood section of the park. There's really good shops on the Hollywood section of the park. There's there's the old the old pharmacy style uh, soda fountain, which is a place you can get a Dole Whip. Also, fun fact, 
you can get Dole Whip at Universal Studios. Really, really great. This is me and, my, one of, me and my wife's, one of our favorite sections of the park. There's something about the old Hollywood that just feels very universal because it, it feels like old Hollywood. I love walking up this drag. And at the end of it, there is a stunt show, a, a Bourne Stunt-tacular, which replaced the old Terminator attraction. Have you done the Bourne stunt show? I haven't, but I do love me a good like stunt show watching oh, experience. Okay, so we're... Oh, we forgot one other thing, too. We'll circle back to it. This I'm not a... Okay, the this, Bourne movies don't really is, mean anything to me, right? They're, 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 they're fine. They're, they're actually quite good. But this stunt show, I did it, and it uh, it's awesome. It's, it's The technology they use is incredible. It's, it's a must-see if you haven't just haven't done it. This conversation just makes me realize how much I've only spent in this park at Horror Nights. And yeah, I we, need have to, to spend a, we need to have need a, spend day, a there. day there. Yeah, there's a lot to do. Yeah, the Bourne Stunt Show is very good. Uh, the, the big highlight there is they use really cool technology. They use a combination of live actors and screen stuff, and it's just really, really cool. It's, um, it's worth seeing. It's not a thing I do every trip. But if I go with somebody new, I often will go. I'll recommend we should probably go on. You should probably go see this this show. We did walk past one attraction um, at the beginning of Hollywood, um, the horror and makeup show, which has been running uh, maybe since the park opened. Universal has a rich history with horror and monsters. It's actually what saved Universal Studios back in the day and put them on the map. And there is a comedy show called the Horror and Makeup Show, and it's very funny. It is not scary, and they show how they do special effects in a very funny way for there's a little bit of gore and blood but it's it's very tame yeah it's more funny than anything i think i've only done it a couple times it's something i mean i want to do every time we go to horror nights with the group of us but we never really find the time to do it but i want to change that going forward they do have really really great they do have a couple other random shows throughout the park that we missed like they uh, do blues brothers spectacular yes there's there's these little um street Street performances yeah yeah that that happened throughout the park that honestly they're very important to the theme park vibe and atmosphere. Yeah. There's the Blues Brothers performance, which is incredible. And there's um, a Marilyn Monroe and the Diamond Bellas uh, pop-up performance. Isn't there like construction stomp type? Yep, I believe they're called the Beat Builders. And it's like a stomp-esque construction worker show set up. It's over by um, the San Francisco area of the park. It's really cool, actually. It's a nice, nice place to stop and watch. Cool off for a minute. Go find some shade and watch it. There's a bunch of that. There's, there's another show that um, is kind of new. It's kind of a, a mashup of old-fashioned dance routines with modern-day hip-hop dancing and stuff. There's a lot of that in the park, and it's really, really cool. Yeah, and it's, if you continue on this path up Hollywood, this brings you back to the front gate. The only other thing, a very minor, I would like to mention, because we kind of come coming back up this way, there's a place, a little eatery called the Today, Today Show Cafe, themed after the Today Show. It's a deli style uh, breakfast and lunch joint and it is some of the best food in the park um, you wouldn't think so today show cafe just seems very uh, innocuous it is awesome um, the sandwiches there are incredible breakfast is good I highly recommend today show cafe if you need a bite to eat in the park my recommendation would probably be uh, Finnegan's ooh we didn't talk about Finnegan's yeah, we didn't talk about Finnegan's we, yeah, there we, is a, we could a, do a whole nother which I we know. may I think because this one's already running long but yeah. I think in general for both parks there's a ton of good food options. There really is, yeah. Finnegan's is an is a sit-down meal Irish pub. If you want a sit-down meal, Finnegan's this, is the way to go This here. is also one of the few places in the park that has a full bar. Yes, they do have a full bar. Most people there pour a good Guinness as well. I mean, really, I've never had a bad one, so I should say everybody. It's an Irish pub, so one in Rome. 
we'll definitely have a Guinness here. Very good option. A lot of good options to eat, but like like Fitz has said, we're running long on this for sure. Uh, mostly, I could talk Universal Studios all day. I just know it inside out. I know it like the back of my hand. This park is probably the one I know more because of the time, uh, time we spent at Horror Nights at this point. Yeah. You just get very familiar with it. Yeah. It's really great. Obviously, you can tell it's one of my great theme park loves, this park. It's becoming more special to me than I realized I it love was to until see we that. started talking about it. I love to see that. That makes me so happy. It just makes me want to go there during the day now. It's like my heart has just grown three sizes. I'm glad you're, you're starting to really enjoy it. It's, that's awesome. I mean, it's a great park. There's nothing I don't like about either Disney or Universal at this point. Correct. Like, so, like, correct. Not trying. There's no doom and gloom here. Yeah, I'm just, I'm more knowledgeable, yeah. okay? That's really the way to put it. I love both, both. Disney and Universal. I'm very, I'm more knowledgeable about Universal, whereas Fitz is more knowledgeable about Disney. So this works out great. But my wife and I just spend so much time at Universal. We often stay at Universal property. So yeah, I don't really know what else to say except I love this place. Yeah, I got, I got enough else. Yeah. I guess that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you for the patience with the holidays. Yeah. We are going to be very much back on schedule and hitting 2024 hard. Yeah, the holidays, like uh, a lot of people, we kind of took a little bit of a break, but by no means are we, are we going anywhere? Where we're ending the opposite is true. Yeah, we, we have big we have plans. A, we have big plans for this. And 2024 is going to be the year of the Fits and Chip podcast for sure. You've all been giving us lots of great feedback and encouragement and makes it easy and to think that we should be doing this. Yeah, I do want to, yeah, we should, I want to thank everybody who's given us great feedback and um for, for listening because this started just kind of an experiment to see if we should really do this. And I still have no idea what's going to come of this, but we should definitely be doing this. Yeah. And I can't wait to do more. So keep an eye on the socials. Um, we are definitely going to be more active on all of them. Yes, absolutely. We're, we're finding our footing and what we will actually want to do with this. And um, we're excited to share it with you. That's all. See you guys in the next episode with Island of Adventure. All right. Take care, everybody.